Good morning, everybody. Hopefully you're doing okay on this. What is it, a Tuesday? This Tuesday morning show. I got some announcements I'll make here in a moment, but first let's just jump right into it. Let me get to the right, right screen. Welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. I am your host, Dwayne. <clears throat> I am not a therapist. I'm an individual much like you who's developed some tips and techniques after an eight to nine year experience in my own personal situation that I share with you to help you get your life back, break the cycle of abuse, strengthen relationship with your kids, and all around just minimize the damage that a toxic ex likes to introduce into your life. Remember that only a licensed professional can diagnose an individual with a personality disorder, so just be careful of throwing around medical terms. You don't want to get yourself in trouble, like I always say. Your credibility, your believability is the main thing you have going into this. And don't throw it away just to try to expose your ex with a term that could uh, cause you extra problems. If you like what's going on here, please hit the subscribe button, ring the bell so you don't miss a thing. But you can go a step further and become a channel member and support the channel financially. And when you do that, you get special badges, custom emojis, your names listed in credits, and access to member-only events. I'll be doing a few extra of those during December because I won't have the kids with me the entire time. So I'll have extra flexibility on that. Um, During this holiday, I do have the kids, so it's why it's limiting what I can do. If you want to get a text notification when the show goes live, you can text DSD Live to 844-598-0012. 844-598-0012, and that will put you on the SMS list. So every morning whenever I go live or if something happens and I'm doing an out-of-cycle stream, you'll get a text notification with the link directly to your phone. And speaking of phone lines, if you want to participate in today's show, you can do that by dialing one 373 5483 or you can uh, do it via the web. There's a link in the description that will main... You don't have to do international dialing if you're outside of the United States. And on that, <clears throat> hey guys, welcome to <laughs> welcome to a morning show. This week is pretty crazy for the folks in the United States. This is Thanksgiving week, so a lot of people, if you have kids, they are out of school. And maybe you've taken some time off. I've taken, I have taken some half days this week, so that'll be nice to uh, try to get some other things done. Speaking of other things done, what I do want to mention real quick is at 9 o'clock or in two, what would that be, two hours, three hours, three hours from now, or two hours after the show ends today, I will be on uh, Stevie J. Raw's channel uh, to talk about the Depp versus Heard case. So hopefully you'll join me over there today. Uh, uh, there's a link in the show notes and the video description for that. So hopefully you can uh, come hear the conversation. So it should be a good one. I'm looking forward to that. I, if you guys remember when I was on their charity live stream, there were some technical issues. So my segment uh, had a ton of echoes and just some technical problems. So this will uh, be, a, be a second attempt at that uh, collaboration, so I'm looking forward to that. Anyways, uh, I know yesterday we had uh, uh, somebody who was trying to 
ask some questions. I'm hoping they call in today so we can do that. That was John. I don't, I'm not even sure if they're here today, but if I could get some additional information, we could try to tackle that. Let me check the comments to see what we got going on thus far this morning. So just got some people hanging out, which is good. Let's see, who all do we have here right now? We have Jackie, Alex, T-Solo, Merge, iTumblers. Hey, I. Thanks again for yesterday. Merge, uh, already said that. Uh, Alone Parent Ire, right to, Moderator Right to Debbie, um, Vulser. So, yeah, we got a handful of people. Some regulars, it's always good. Mech is on. All right. I know that Volser I saw on the Discord the other day, I think it was a Discord, that he mentioned that he had a, an incident with his, with his ex yesterday where he had to call, call the police because his ex would not leave, leave his property. You know, it's interesting, and... On that, I'm just going to, well, let me do this. Well, first, let me do that. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, T-Solo, thank you so much for that, for the super chat. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. So Volser was saying, let me get back over here. I had to call the police on my ex-wife because she would not leave. And she kept screaming. And she said that I pay 500 less in child support and I'm lying. Well, the court set the amount even with 50-50 custody. So, you know, sometimes it's not about anything other than just making you pay. And, and I mean, right in this situation, obviously pay is financial, but it's like, how dare you get rid of or, or, or get a break on any of this stuff. And I just want to clarify, anybody who's new on this, you might think, well, if I get 50-50 custody, there's no support to pay. Well, let me tell you, I have 50-50 custody, and I pay a crap ton amount of money to my ex. Now, granted, it's obviously less than what it was when it was temporary, when the when the uh, timeshare was was temporary. But the reality is, is that, you know, they oftentimes most places put it in a in a calculator. And you could have 50 hell, you could even have 80 20, you could be primary. And if your number, if the other person has no money, I think one point I was looking at it that even if I had 80-20 in the beginning of this and they didn't impute her wages, I would still have to pay her money. So that's a misnomer that a lot of people a lot of people think, well, if I get 50-50, I don't have to pay. Now if you're equal, right? I mean if both of you make 50 grand a year, then then there's a possibility that nobody'll pay or it'll be such a stupid amount that it won't even matter. T Solo says, I pay, I have 50-50 and I pay as well. You know, and I just mentioned that just because there's so many things that, that when you start out in this, you don't really know, you think you know. 
you think you have an idea of how this is going to be. You think, you know, you have an idea in your mind what fair is. And then you get rammed through the family court system and you realize your idea of fair generally does not align with the state and the family court system. It's just crazy. It's one of those machines that you don't want to get involved in. You know, I mean, I love my kids and all. You know, I mean, um, great little humans, even though they're not so little anymore. But, uh, oh my God, getting entangled with somebody who will use everything at their disposal to get what they're quote-unquote entitled to is pretty tough. And you can't opt out of it. Anyways, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a tough one to say the least. I do have a caller, so I'm going to go to that. Uh, and let me just bring this in. Hello, welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne, do you hear me? Uh, yeah, you're a little echoey. It sounds like you have me on speakerphone. Oh, yeah, me on speakerphone. So I echo shut that off. How's that? Oh, that's much better. Now you sound radio smooth. Oh. What's what's going on? Nice. Oh, hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, so I've been uh, thinking lately about whether I should keep my lawyer or uh, get rid of her. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm kind of on the fence. Like, I've kind of run out of money. It's one reason to do it. Right. And the other reason is uh, basically the only thing left. All right, I I lost you a little bit there. So let me ask you this: Are you, is it just the money? Are you basically out of money and you're thinking about getting rid of your attorney? Or are you not not happy with the performance? Uh, well, let's see. It's a few things. Like, so over the past few years, uh, my ex was coming after me, and there was all all the usual stuff, mm -hmm. accusations. Um, you know, protective orders, all that crap. I survived all that stuff, you know. Thankfully, I could afford a lawyer at that time. And um, I made it through all that. But the only thing left to discuss that we have not settled yet is just financial. So, not a lot of risk um, in, like, doing it alone. You know, it's just financial risk. So, You know, I mean, it's... it's uh... If you think you can have, here, here's the thing and what I'll say about, cause you're, you're basically asking whether you should go pro se or keep your attorney, right? I mean, that's, that's really what it boils down to is, is what you have left worth spending probably another, you know, maybe five to $10,000 to have your, your attorney finalize the case, right? That's, that's really where yeah. you're at, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And keeps getting drawn out <clears throat> and I feel like we've, I feel like I've, I'm okay settling. I feel like my lawyer might be stalling a little bit. So, here, um, I mean, and not if you could, if you could, if you could do it pro se and emotionally, it's not going to drag you back down into the pit of hell. You know, I mean, if you're at a stage where you're like, okay, whatever, you know, I got a lot of little bit left and, uh, 
let's just get this done and you're tired of paying the attorney. I mean, it is an option, right? Do you have any kids? I don't remember. I don't, do you have kids? Yeah, I talked. Yeah, I got two. We got in the fifty-fifty. Yeah. So, see, the only the only say that way. Yeah, the only risk I think yeah. would be is that custody is never done, yeah. right? I mean, so the risk would be in my mind that if you said, okay, you know what, custody's finished, right? Because you you know you already got that figured out. Now it's just financials. You drop your attorney. There's the risk, not that she would do it, but there's the risk that uh, they would try to bring back up custody. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah. and, it, and it really depends. I mean, you'd have to make some mistakes to really open that Pandora's box back up. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I understand where you're at. I tried that one. Oh, yeah? How'd that go? Yeah. We tried that once, and uh, the judge threw it out without a trial. Okay. And then she, she was pro se at that point. But then she argued to come back with a lawyer. All right. And she came back with a lawyer, made the same argument, like, but in a better way. And the lawyer threw it out, or the judge threw it out for the same reason. So we've tried that a few times. Um, well, I mean, so, so let me ask you this. Do so you. My lawyer says we have. Okay, your lawyer says what? Sorry. Sorry. No, go ahead. What did your lawyer uh, say? He says we have. Um, we have like a lot of evidence that shows um, we have a good argument for asking for what do you call it, sanctions. Um, because we have a lot of evidence that she lied in a lot of her paperwork. But she doesn't have a lot of money, so um, Well let me ask you this, man. With since you're since you're at the financial part of it, is there is there a lot? I mean, are you talking about, you know, a couple of pieces of property and property could be like a vehicle and you know well we're we're post we're post decree so it's just child support we're talking like a couple hundred bucks a month which is a lot of years ago i told my lawyer like just settle with her but we and we've tried that um and that's when all the accusations started oh of course like yeah the usual well, what's your gut telling you? Thanks for your show, by the way. It helps. Oh, thanks. Stuff. I appreciate you, you saying that. I was here this thing. Both of you guys, thank you a lot because um, that helps a lot when those accusations start. Oh, I yeah. I through all those, you know. It's been a couple of years. Takes um, a, it takes time. All that. And it's hard to, yeah. and it is hard to survive it. So you're basically just talking about not not so much financials as in like set a separating property. You're just talking about setting the actual child support uh, and the support, yep, the support right. amount. That's it. How old, how old did you say your kids were again? Yep. Uh, they, when they started, they're about, they're about, um, six and 10, six and 10. Okay. They were six so and 10 when it started. I'm not trying not to give too many details. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just, I'm and I guess I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. I'm just looking at, okay. So, so you're basically talking about 10 years, <clears throat> excuse me, 10 years left. So, that's not an insignificant amount of time, but it'll, it'll go, trust me, it'll go by fast. It, it's amazing how fast time flies by. So are you in a guideline support state? Yeah. Are you in a state where they do a calculator or is it arbitrary where they just, they, yeah, yeah see, you're kind of in a, in a, it if it's, if it's guideline, then it's really, they just put it in the credit, uh, they put it in the calculator and it spits out a number. So the problem has been, yeah. The problem has been that um, 
we didn't have the numbers put in there. Oh, okay. And we found out the numbers that we were getting from her side um, were un- like were underreported, exaggerated, and so, yeah, and some of them were just blatant lies. And now that's well documented, so I have a good case for both asking for sanctions and for imputing wages. I mean, both of those I have a really strong case for it. But in order to go argue that case with a lawyer, it's going to cost another like five grand, and I'm pretty much out of money. So, uh, well, you know what you what, like what, what you could do. I, I mean, the only problem is if your attorney knows you do, you still have access to money, then they'll try to get you to do whatever. Is just to tell them, hey, you're tapped out. This is it. What we got to going on. Say that again. That's what I suspect is going on. Because how could it keep getting extended for a year when right. it's supposed to be done? You know? Well, and and COVID's not going to help either, right? I mean, you know, this whole yeah. last year has just completely hosed all the timelines in family court. So, yeah, for sure that's going on here. But I mean, yeah, man, put into that. Well, here, here's the, let me, let me put it to this way. All right. Let, let, let's just back up for one second and let me just say it this way or a way to think about it. Right. And that would be, if you've made your peace, if you've made your peace with, with whatever the numbers are, and if it rolls out and it's a couple hundred dollars plus or minus, you know, if you end up paying a little bit more than you think you should, if you fought and you're okay with it, just for your own sanity, just getting it over with is, is there's a benefit to that. Now, if you're still angry and frustrated and bitter and paying her a dime extra than what you, you know, she's supposed to get or what she's entitled to or whatever is going to drive you crazy, then potentially sticking with the attorney could have some benefit just to help you eke out whatever. But if you're, if you're okay, and I mean, and that's kind of what I hope everyone gets to, they get to the point where it's like, okay, you know, you're looking at it more for what's better for your sanity in your life, as opposed to just getting back at, or, or maybe, maybe even getting back's not the right word because I, I did go through a phase where if there was a way I could take a, you know, if she wasn't entitled to a dime, I wanted that dime back. And I've since kind of grown away from that to where it's like now I do an evaluation and say, well, is that dime worth the risk to my sanity and the impact to the kids? And I've actually increased it to where that dime potentially is worth three to $500 a month that I'm not going after because I just don't think it's worth the risk, right? Or worth the cost of my sanity. And if, and if you're in that mode, man, I would go have a heart to heart with your attorney and say, look, you know, this needs to be done. You know, we did what we needed to do. We fought the good fight. We we won against the false allegations. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, that I just don't want to do this anymore. And it's not, it's not helping me. And just tell them we need to get this done. You know, now, and then what I would say is if you have that conversation with your attorney that, and maybe you already have, but if you have that one, if there's, if there is a reason why they're saying that's a bad idea then listen to it, right? I mean, if they come back and they say, hey, look, man, here's the deal. You're in this situation. And what I'm trying to do is make sure that the next, let's say, 10 years of your life while your kids are still covered under family court, you're in the best position to be protected as possible. 
then listen to it, right? Take all that information in and then make the best decision for you, right? I mean, sometimes attorneys don't do a very good job of explaining why they're doing what they're doing. And then, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, take all that information in. And if at the end of the day, it's like, man, it ain't worth it. You know, it's like, okay, we, we got, or I got what I wanted for the most part. And I don't want to be in this fight anymore. And it's not worth it. And just do that. Yeah. Does, okay. that, does that make sense? Keep that in mind. Yeah. I'm kind of, um, I don't know how much time you want to give me on the call, but I'm kind of, uh, I'm in a, I'm in a position where I don't care. Like it's totally unfair. Uh, I don't care about, you know, the, the last dime, giving one more dime. I'm in a position where I don't care. Like right. giving uh, some extra money, like even though it's totally unfair, it's not right. And the numbers are fudged. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really care all that much. Like I'm okay. I can get over that. Um, but I'm kind of thinking of another strategy too, because I don't, I think as soon as this is done, the next battle will start. And like, I'm well, what in a do position you... where I don't want anything to change. Like I'm not the, I'm not the moving party. So if this keeps getting drawn out, that would be fine with me because it makes the next battle uh, pushes the next battle further in the future. Dude, that's a, you know I mean? there's the nothing, is- there's nothing wrong with that strategy. And to be honest, I use that, that strategy, uh, during the court case on the retirement money. I, I drug that thing yeah. out as long as possible. Cause I didn't care. And, right. and it didn't make, were you pro stay when you were doing <clears throat> no, I had an attorney, but I just, you know, you just minimize your interaction with them. You know, I mean, just, yeah. just don't be Johnny on the spot to call them back. Um, what I, you know, hell, what I did is, uh, when they would send, when they, when they, what my ex used to always do and her attorneys would always do is they would wait until a few days before the, the pending court case, court case. And then they would throw out some stupid settlement, right. To try to like, Oh, okay, well, Hey, we're going to court in two days. So this is the thing. Let's just agree. And, and I mean, I was being a dick at this point. Cause again, it didn't matter. Right. I mean, this was retirement money. It wasn't changing child support. It wasn't changing alimony. It wasn't changing custody. All it was going to do was basically give her a check of a significant amount of money and it was no benefit. I mean, it didn't change anything. My, my retirement was locked up in the middle of this, but it wasn't like I could get to it anyways. And, um, I just, what I would do in those situations, whenever they would send it, I would wait, you know, basically a a day before the court hearing and say, I don't know, I need more time. I'm not sure I need to think about this. I was just looking at this and I, and I need you know, I'm going to, it's going to take me a few days. And my attorney was getting irritated, mm-hmm. but I didn't care. I'm like, well, we need more time. Well, we need more time. And I, I did that for a few yeah. months until they basically started threatening that, that they were going to like go after attorney's fees and stuff like that. And technically the only reason I did finally settle on that is my attorney said, look, how about this? I'll cut your bill a thousand dollars and we can just settle this. I'm like, and it was kind of a misnomer because I think I owed two grand at the time. And I'm like, oh, wow, a thousand. Okay, that's easy. So I agreed. They dropped it a thousand and then charged me $1,800 in, in other fees. And, you know, it was like, Jesus. And to be honest, I'm still paying on that. I, I still have, I think, like $400 because I, I haven't sent them any money, any money in the last couple of months. But I'm still whittling that down. And this was, what, three or four years ago. No, actually, it was longer than that. Sorry. No. Anyways, my point is for that long long story is you got to look at this like you're just talking about you got to look at it from the war or from the overall war's perspective and if dragging this out 
And if keeping your attorney and just letting it kind of kick the can down the road to do exactly what you're talking about, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I mean, if, if you can deal with that mentally, if, if that's okay for you mentally, then that's a, that's a fine strategy, you know, I mean, and, and, and you're right. I mean, if you know that as soon as this part is done, your ex is just lining up the next attack for the next battle, not the war, cause the war is still going on. I mean, and, and technically, you know, the war goes on until your kids, our kids are adults and they're out of this, you know what I mean? So, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you just have to take a, a bigger picture, you know, yeah. I mean, like sit down, kind of like, look at the, look at the map. Like if you were doing it from a, from a battle slash war perspective and look at it and say, okay, what's the best strategy? What's the winning strategy for me to get to where I want to go? And if that is settling this and getting it done and moving on with your life, then fine. But if that, if doing that is a risk that then sets you up for a potential move away that basically erases everything you've already done and could potentially destroy custody, then I wouldn't, then, (laughs) then you might want to wait because then you are in a better situation. If you could have, if you could have a status quo where you have, I think you said you have 50, 50, where you have 50, 50, where you have another two years on top of whatever time you have now with this arrangement in place. And then two years from now, she comes back and says, okay, now I want to move out of the state. Well, now you have, hey, look, the kids are now older. They have their friends. They have their sports. They have their church. They have their support system. You know, the best interest of the kids is for them to stay where they're the most secure and comfortable and not, and not changing all the time. And it puts you in a better situation to argue the point for them to stay. You know, I mean, so again, you know, just I would take a breath and just kind of look at your the entire big picture and then try to pick the best strategy for your own victory. And and keep in mind, most of the time when we're in this, we're just presented with basically bad decision after bad, not bad decision, but options that that all that are not perfect. Right. It's basically the double binds. You, you settle now, you maybe pay a little bit more. You don't get it. You don't get what you're supposed to get. And, uh, and then she, she's able to torpedo you on something else. Now it could be the reason that your attorney is doing this. If they, I mean, it could be that they're trying to just take your money. Right. But conversely, what could be happening is, is they could potentially be looking at it saying, okay, I need, we need to destroy her credibility to the point that when she tries other things, you're protected. Again, that goes back to why I was saying have that conversation with your attorney to see if there is a reason why the, they have a strategy that maybe you don't understand, right? Yeah, I started that conversation with her. And? Uh, with my lawyer and uh, she's avoiding the conversation, unfortunately. Your attorney is avoiding the conversation. Yeah. That's what it seems like to me. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. man. I mean, yeah, that's, it's, there's, there's nuances to everything, right? I, I mean, it'd be real easy for me to take a few minutes of your time, get a little cursory idea of what's going on and throw out some advice. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of nuances that you have to really look at. And hopefully this conversation has helped you take a look at some of those to pick the, pick the best decision for you, right? Yeah. No, for sure. No, look at the looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. So, and making sure you don't get dragged into it again. Yeah, absolutely. That that would be a setback. Yeah, I forgot about that part. 
All right. Thanks for calling, man. I appreciate it. So I just want to just, just to, just to kind of wrap that part up. It's so easy to, to fixate on a single issue and it's all in, the, in on all of our best interests to just back up a little bit, look at the bigger picture and make a decision that's based on the, on all the entire board, right? So that you don't, uh, you don't set yourself, you don't set yourself up for a future problem. So on that, I also want to recognize Merge for his super chat. Says I was assessed with uh, yesterday with CPTSD. I assure you, doctors do recognize gaslighting and emotional abuse, the way we experience it. Getting help, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Good for you, man. I know I was talking to him about that the other day, and uh, I, I am actually surprised that mental health professionals are really recognizing CPTSD because uh, unless I'm unless I'm incorrect, and maybe moderator Debbie can chime in and throw a comment out there. Um, I don't think CPTSD is in the DSM-5 yet. So I'm glad to see that they are saying, hey, you know, there is, there's enough evidence of this that they're actually taking it into account. And for anybody, for the, for the two people who probably don't know what that means, CPTSD is complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And the short version of that is... Normal PTSD is an event happens, you get into a car accident, you're in a war, you know, whatever. Some, some event happens, and as a result of that, you have post-traumatic stress disorder associated with that. So getting into a car, if it's a car accident, could give you a lot of stress. Uh, you know, if you were in, in theater, or what I mean by that, or you were in, um, in a combat zone, and you were attacked by mortars or something, so a car backfiring, or like where I'm at, where we have sonic booms, those booms could be, could cause you to have a PTSD response. CP, the complex part about it is whenever you're having a response and it's from so much trauma that you can't even, you don't know what the trigger point is. PTSD loud boom goes off and you have a flashback and you feel and you feel like and you're reliving like you were in the war zone or you were in the car accident. CP, CP or the complex part about that CPTSD, CPTSD, easy for me to say, would be that you would revert to a pattern of behavior or a response, but you're not reliving the trauma because there's so much of it, you just can't get back to it. So, and the way I used to experience this is where I would be having a response to something. I'm like, why the hell am I acting this way? This makes no sense. Why did what this person say is change my mood in an instant and I'm now responding in a way that doesn't make any sense? Well, it's because it was basically triggering or hitting or causing a PTSD response to my inner child and I was responding to something that happened to me when I was like five that I don't even have connected to or can see anymore. So I have no idea why that's happening. Uh, that can also happen if it's not so much even with kids, but it's just been so much trauma that's been just piled on, piled on, piled on that you just, you don't have that direct connection and your brain just kind of goes in overload. So... 
All right, so I do have another caller. Let me hit, get everything reset here for a second. But before I do that, let me just double check the rest of the comments because I know I lose. I oftentimes when I have a caller, I lose the bubble on the comments. So um, let's see. Oh, Spring Chick says Family Court is a complete unjust joke now with the Zoom hearings. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I never, I haven't had to do a Zoom hearing. My stuff has pretty much been over before that. I mean, the only nice part about it is, is at least you don't have to physically be in the presence of your ex. That would be one nice thing. Thought I was going to sneeze, but it didn't happen. Alex says, uh, three to $500 a month is nice if you have the option to spare them. Well, I don't really, and I could really use that money and things would be a lot better. But the problem is, is to go after it, it would probably cost me five to five to $8,000. And I know that the ex would start screwing with the kids more. And it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm stable right now. It's things are, things are okay. And I'm trying to not rock the boat. The last time I kind of pushed the ex on some stuff, it created a, uh, it made things a hell of a lot more complicated. It's just, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's a risk assessment. It's uh trying to determine what is the, you know, where, the, what the cost really is. <clears throat> I mean, money's one part of it, but sanity is also another part of it. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would love to have it, right? I mean, I, it would be very helpful. It would help dig me out of a hole a lot sooner. But I also want to make sure that my kids have the best chance of uh, have, being able to break free from this and not just create, you know, redo everything I've gone through on their own. At least that's my take on it. Let's see here. Trying to scroll through this real quick before I go to the caller. So if you're on the phone, just stand by. I actually I have two. It uh, looks like I have two callers in there. So on that, you know what? I'll just I'm just going to scroll through real quick. Look at the. Uh, All right. So I'm just gonna. Oh wow, I'm getting three. Okay. So <laughs> I won't be able to get to everybody. So let me go to the first one. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, how you doing? Pretty good as well. Pretty good. A little hard to hear you. A lot of noise in the background. Oh, I'm sorry because I'm at work right now. But um, yeah. Well, throw out the. I tell you what, throw out your question and I'll try to answer it. And you can either listen to it or catch it on the replay. So what's up? Um. Well, I went to a court last Wednesday. And um, I was able to get fifty fifty. Good for you. Uh, my child, yes. But now, um, you know, now we're gonna go to uh, child support next month. That's another court, and she's only working twenty hours a month. Okay. Uh, I mean, twenty hours a week. You know, she doesn't want to work more hours. She's a nurse, and I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. I mean, how can I fight that to make her work more hours? 
Um, what you need to do or what you should ask is uh, for them to impute her wages. So she's a nurse. She's an LVN or an RN or, or whatever. Uh, I would mm-hmm. basically have your attorney or if you're doing it yourself and it might be tough, say, hey, look, you know, um, she's intentionally working less hours to avoid child support. She typically before all this would work 40 to 60 hours and make X amount of dollars and ask the court to impute, mm-hmm. impute the wages. Um, and, uh, they may do that. You know, I'm not sure what state you're in, but, okay. uh, but it's, you, you want to uh, look for imputed. I'm in California. Say again, you're in California. I'm in California. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would ask for them to impute the wages. Just say, Hey, look, she's a high, okay. high wage earner. She's under, under, I mean, she's not even working full time and, uh, she has the ability to make, uh, well, if you're saying she's working 20 hours a week, she could work, you know, a normal work week would yeah. be 40 and ask for them to impute the wages. Not to say that they would do it, but at least put it in there. And if they turn around and they say, hi, okay. you know, hey, Miss, Miss Caller, uh, you know, you, uh, you're underreporting and, and you, you know, you say you make $50,000 a year at 20 hours. Well, we're going to say you make 100 and we'll set support on that. And it'll either lower your amount or, cause, or increase her amount, depending on how, how it, you know, who's paying and who's getting so, um, okay. it, but look for imputed wages. That's what you're, that's what you're looking for. Okay. It's I M P U T E. Uh, and if you're in California, okay. here's the other thing. I'll just say this before you go in California. If you go to the state calculator, there is an, uh, there is a place in there to impute wages where you can put in that information. So, um, okay. so check that out. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. I um, appreciate your show. I really I listen to you every morning. So thank oh, you. thanks, man. Well, have a great rest of your day. Hopefully <laughs> nobody gets mad at you about hanging out on the phone while at work. And uh, we'll ca- catch you another yeah, time. Thank you. So, you know, and I would say on that, just uh, thank you, Moderator Debbie, for taking care of, I, I guess, I don't know what the hell was going on there. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, uh yeah, you know, the thing is, is everyone everyone thinks that the court is like biased against men. And in, in California, they don't necessarily care. It's who they're biased against the person that has the money. So uh uh you, but you have to at least ask for for these things, otherwise you're not necessarily gonna get them. Um and yeah, so on that. Oh, I keep forgetting. I actually started late. So we actually have a little bit more time than I thought. I was looking at it thinking we have 10 minutes, but we technically have, we have 20. So, um, I feel, I feel a little bit better on that. Let me look at the comments and see what's going on before I go to the next caller. DC says during a zoom call with my soon to be ex and our kids as counselor, she couldn't stop looking at her own picture in the corner of her computer screen. (laughs) Funny how it reveals her narcissistic tendencies. Does that mean whenever I'm looking, if I'm lo- looking at the camera and my eye goes down, you can tell that I'm staring at my my glorious picture in vivid 4K. Actually, it's not 4K, but anyways. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Techmore says, uh, states receive money for uh, child support enforcement so that higher the amount of CS, the more money that flows into the state agency. It's the mafia. Well, and maybe in that situation, this last caller might be able to uh, utilize that imputed wages argument to his advantage then. 
I mean, let me just be clear on this. I hate child support. I hate alimony. I mean, I understand that people need to be supported and, and, you know, somebody who walks away and isn't, isn't helping in the, in the support of their children is one thing. But when you get it caught up in this system and it's so draconian and it's so, I don't know if evil is the right word, but it, it's not a, a gentleman's agreement or anything. It's like you will pay. And Mr. Knucklehead, like in my situation, if you don't pay, we're going to suspend your driver's license. We're going to take away your passport. We're going to seize your accounts. We'll freeze your retirement. And depending on how much you get behind, we will potentially throw you in jail for contempt of court. Not a debtor's prison because we're not saying that uh, you didn't pay your bill and we're putting you in because you are in debt. We're putting you in jail because you fail to follow a court order. <laughs> it's semantics, but that's the way they get around it. And the problem is, is when everyone else is going around going, you know, it's a debtor's prison. Well, technically it isn't, even though technically it is, but it hurts your own argument. You know, it should be like, you know, you, should somebody really be, you know what I mean? Eh, eh, whatever. I'll go on a tirade if I go on that. So you just have to be careful on that. But yeah, I am not uh, not uh, a big fan of that, um, which is weird because probably before all this stuff happened, I'm like, well, of course, of course, I would pay to support. Well, hell, I, to be honest, whenever this happened, I offered her, I offered my ex a really good deal, a deal that probably would have uh, screwed me in the long run. Uh, fortunately, in my situation, she wanted everything she was entitled to, and that's what she got. <laughs> All right, I also want to highlight the super chat from Tiffany. It says, hit the like button. Thank you so much, Tiffany. I appreciate that. And uh, I mean, come on. Tiff put in, a, put in 10 bucks, <laughs> a super chat. So hit, hit the up button, hit the like button. That's funny. I appreciate that, Tiffany. So let me pull that off. Um Oh, wow. Okay. Now I finally saw what, uh, what that person was putting in. So yeah, hopefully you delete, well, I saw you delete that moderator, Debbie, and hopefully you just banned that person. Wow. God, I haven't had a troll in a while, man. Exciting. <laughs> All right. Let me go to, uh, the next caller. Hello and welcome to the show. It's, uh, it's Shane from the chat. How are you? Hey, you're breaking up a little bit. I'm I'm okay. How you doing? Man, you you are really breaking up. It's hard to understand you. you maybe it's a coverage area. Yeah, let's get a full bar. Did that bad? Maybe I have to call back. Yeah, try to call. Try to call back. I'll go to the next caller while you're doing that. So, because yeah, you're you're breaking up pretty bad. Ah, it's a bummer. All right, so we'll go to the next caller. Hello and welcome to the show. Yes, this is uh, this is Laurie calling. Hi, can what you can hear we? Me? Yes, I can hear you. How's it going this morning? Oh, 
I didn't know. This is the first time I called in. I didn't know if you were talking to me or if I was listening to the radio show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. I have a very sad situation. Uh, I live on the same property as my son and my daughter-in-law. And my daughter-in-law had a very dysfunctional childhood. And I know all of us have at one time or another, but she puts the grandchild right in the middle. She won't allow the grandchild to come over and see me or talk to me or, you know, she's always talking trash. And I understand that in some states, you really can't do anything if, you know, my son and my son-in-law have their uh, home-based business so that the business, they work at home as well as live at home. And I don't want to make it the situation worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if one is not responsible for a problem, one is in a position to make it work. And my thing is, uh, it's wrong to, to make a child feel responsible for something that they have no control over. And I just sit back and I stay in my little, because I live in a mother-in-law suite. It's separate, but it's only like, you know, 75 50 feet from my front door to their back door. And I, I just, I, I'm just frustrated. You know, my grandchild is growing up and now when it comes to her family, all, all stuff out. But when it comes to my son's family, she's very nasty. You know, she doesn't want to include. And I just don't know what to do. So let me, let me get this straight. So you live on their property in a mother-in-law quarters and your son and daughter-in-law are still married. And she's basically, even with you being 200 yards from the main house, won't let you see the grandkids. That's correct. What's your son say about this? She just, well, the problem is, is when he's uh, stood up to her, she's, the problem when you have a narcissist behavior is that they don't understand how their behavior affects those around them. And her, her, uh, her answer is let's just fight it out. Let's just get nasty. Let's just get horrible. And, you know, she'll poke and poke and poke and poke and poke and poke trying to get a response. Oh yeah. And my thing and my thing is this, my son is in his 50s, and, um, you know, the, my grandson is 12, and uh, I've lived on the property. Now, I just, I'm, I pay rent, and I paid money to get the mother-in-law suite, you know, get furniture, get the refrigerator. I saved up over $7,500, and I gave to him. So it's not a handout, you right, know what right. I mean? And, and I don't want to put negative words into my son's ears because I don't want to be blamed for something. Oh yeah. No, that's he's a smart got a right. He, he's got a, he's got a right to be married. And, uh, I tell him no matter what, I support you. I'm here if you need me. Cause I understand 
he doesn't need me to give him advice. He just needs me to support him. And I know he's just going through all kinds of, I know he's not happy about the situation at all, but there's a child involved and, you know, and I mean, I bought my daughter-in-law a birthday card when my birthday came, nothing. And, you know, Thanksgiving, which is supposed to be the holiday, she hops a plane and she goes to California to go spend time with her sister. Now, I know that there's people in the world that have been brought up in a dysfunctional family. My mother personally had mental illness problems and her mother had mental illness problems. So, but my, what I did when I was growing up is I chose to open up my Bible and read my Bible. I chose to take advantage of the story and read up on dysfunctionalism, alcoholism, drug addiction, you know, personality disorder. I, I chose to take advantage of counseling. I chose to take advantage of Al-Anon, which is a group of friends and families of alcoholics you know, I educated myself. So I, I know that sometimes people can have demons from their childhood. But the thing of it is, is you can never go back in the past and grab what you feel that you're owed. All you can do is just, you know, come to terms with whatever you need to come to terms with and enjoy today and enjoy tomorrow. And it's just absolutely horrible for any marital partner to involve children in something. I've never done anything to this woman, you know, when they first got married because her mother was uh, causing so many problems. Her mother was living with them and she, um, she did some things like she, she, uh, well, let me, let me, let me, so, so what, what, what can I help you with? What, um, I mean, I, well, you know, what, what can, what can I do to help me cope with it better? Well, because I, you know, I, I mean, you got to look at it. I mean, so it depends on whether you want it. I mean, if you're in a state that has, that recognizes grandparents rights, which that's starting to become more prevalent. I mean, you could have a legal way to go, but it sounds like you don't exactly no, have a lot I'm of. In, I'm, yeah, I'm in a state that does not. Okay, then honestly, I mean, here here's the reality of it, right? I mean, your son can't stand up to her. Your your daughter in law is basically erasing you out of the situation. So you have, I see two, basically two options. You the first option is you could figure out what makes her tick narcissistically. And see if there's a way that you can appease that part of her just to allow you allow you to have access to the grandkids or the grandchild. If that doesn't work, honestly, I would say find a different place to live. Get out of it so you're because see the problem right now is every day you're reminded of this because when you wake up and you look out the window, you're it's in your face. And that is a hard way to live. So I would look at both of yeah, I, I said to her, I said, did you have a relationship with your grandma? Oh, yeah. Me and my grandma were close. We were close. We were real close. And I said, well, 
when you loved your grandmother, did you feel any less love for your mother? Well, no, no. Me and my grandma were close. I was always over to my grandma's house. See, the problem is, okay. hold on. But here's the well, reality. I, is I, you're not going to be able to, you are not going to be able to, to argue sense into a narcissistic person. It will never work. If she, even if I'm she told, you know, even if she told you before that she was sad that let's say it wasn't that, and she didn't have a good relationship with her, her grandmother, and she always wanted one. It's not going to matter. These people only look at things at how it re reflects to them for whatever reason, she's got you in a box that's, that's putting you out and, and honestly trying to argue the point you're just giving her narcissistic supply. If she's targeted you and if she's playing this game with you, then everything she's doing is to try to see how much button she can push. It could just be that she's trying to get you to leave because she doesn't like the fact you're living in, in the backyard. But the, the reality is, is that, you know, you can try a couple of different tactics to, to work with her, but think about it this way. What you've done so far hasn't worked. So using the same approach is not going to help you. So if you want to try something yeah. different, a different way, then do that. And if it doesn't work, you need to get out of there. So, I mean, I, 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 and I, I, would, I feel for your situation, but you don't, that's, I mean, you got to kind of detach from it and say, okay, you know, this is the reality of what you're dealing with and what are the options that you can really, really do. The, I can honestly say since I've moved here, my son has, I, I know that he appreciates my presence because I don't put him in the middle. I just give yeah. him emotional support and I know that he's been so frustrated and and you're absolutely right I I understand I I have done everything and I I you know her her response is just off in left field yeah and well, it's going to continue to be that way yeah, like I said you're going to exactly. have to you're, you're going to have to try some other approaches to see if there's some way you can get her to, to, to respond differently to you, but more than likely you're going to be beating your head against the wall. So on that, I'm going to go, I have one other caller I need to get to. So thanks for calling. I appreciate it. And man, I, I just, you know, that, that the key is I see, I see DC say, remember step one, we are powerless over others. And that's key. Oh, that's weird. I actually hid that person. So they shouldn't even be on the channel anymore. Well, that's interesting. Um, that's weird. Uh, how weird is that? Anyways, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, just, just we, we, you can't keep going and doing the same thing, expecting the same results. So when uh, it's like what I talk about, you know, the, the term I use from work, fly, fix, fly. You try something, it doesn't work. You try something else. If it doesn't work, you try something else. And at some point, you just have to get yourself out of the situation. So I'm going to go to the next caller. Whoops, I almost hit the drop button. And it is not taking. There it goes. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello. Yeah, how's it going? Good. Um, what I've seen your channel before, but I'm not totally familiar with it. I guess what are, are you about, I guess? Uh, short version is, uh, basically going through a difficult divorce. Does that pertain to you? Oh yeah. I mean, I got some, 
issues in my life. You know, I, well, I I'll tell you what, we're running out of time. So a ask about. a question and I'll try to, to figure it out. I, I basically only have a couple of minutes. So, okay. Like I, I swear, like I, I almost think like, um, like my, my friends, I, I swear, I, I think I've watched my friends like either become demonically possessed or like brainwashed or, or like body snatched. And I'm like, and people go, you're, you're crazy. But I'm like, I, I swear, I, I, I really think like people are like, something's happening to them. Like they're doing something, but everybody's like, no, you're, you're crazy. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I mean, do, do you ever feel like the, like there's something more going on in the world? Like, like they're doing something to people to alter their behavior. Like does social media socially manipulate people and, and like does something to their brain to where they're like body snatch or, or am I just like really crazy? You know? I don't think you're really crazy. I'm going to, I'll go ahead and drop you and then I'll basically answer your, answer your call. So, so here, here's the reality of this. Okay. <clears throat> People, narcissistic is narcissism and this type of stuff has been around for a long time. The current environment absolutely plays a role in amplifying that social media and this me, 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 and, you know, instant gratification. And, and I mean, I think TikTok is a perfect example. I, it makes no sense for, to me that, that we have this situation where someone will just sit there and record themselves watching another video or pointing while dancing to a song. What the hell is that about, right? I mean, that that isn't like, I mean, like I'm prov providing information, you know, but but just sitting there and trying to like, okay, look at me, I'm pretty or, or whatever is just bizarre. So I do believe that that the current world environment is amplifying this and making it worse. I don't think it's necessarily created it. I think it's always been there. It's just now it's an environment to where it's more accepted. So... Anyways, that's my, my take on that. And on, well, no, we got one other minute. So let me look at the comments. I don't, I won't be able to, uh, to, uh, uh, go through the rest of this, but I tell you what, for the people who are on the phone, please just, uh, when I'm, when it ends, leave a voicemail and I can use that, uh, to start the next show. And that will, um, let me see, let me do this. And then I can just play the audio. So ask your question on that. And then I can start the show with that tomorrow. So anyways, let me look at the comments and see where we are at. Uh, remember that in two or in, what is it? Not two hours. No, yeah, two hours. In two hours, I'll be on, uh, let me go back over to this. I'll be on Stevie J. Ross channel to talk a little bit more about the debt versus herd fight. Fight for the truth and how this affects that case parallels with a lot of what most people in society are going through with toxic people. So let me see what else is going on in. Um, man, all right. So I'm just trying to scroll through the comments here, but it looks like we are out of time. So Thank you guys for hanging out. Geez, we had a lot of callers today. I have to get better at uh, at not screening callers, but uh, uh, queuing them up and getting to the point of the question and moving on so we can get more people. I, there was actually people still left in the queue on that. 
So on that, I do want to thank everyone who supported the channel today with the Super Chats. That's uh, I really appreciate that. That was awesome. That does help. And I also want to say thank you to all the channel members who have become uh, supporters of the channel and help keep the lights on and keep the phones running and, and, and internet up and all that stuff. I really appreciate your guys' support. I don't take it, take it lightly. So on that, I'll see you guys tomorrow.